Hey family, this is Javer Fitzbogle and I am the creative director of the Detox Movement Global Ministries and this is our podcast. We want to thank you for joining us today. We hope that it blesses you. We hope that it challenges you and we hope that it encourages you to see that God is moving in your life. So come grow with us and enjoy the message. What is going on everybody? How you doing? What is going on? But we made it. We made it. Oh, we made it. How's everybody doing? Welcome, guys. Welcome, welcome to another Bible study. Man, guys, listen, I'm telling you, I'm so excited to be here. And I'm so excited that every single one of you are here tonight. I believe that God has an amazing word for you. Um, I'm believing that tonight is going to be one of the greatest nights of our life in Bible study. And I'm so excited to share what God is going to be speaking through me tonight. Um, I wanted to come on here and say something really quick before we jump right into the minutia of everything. Um, I want you guys to know that, that, that God has been doing so much in us that more often than none, we just can't see it. Sometimes we can't see what God is doing, but I want you to know this today, that God is working all things for your good. He's working out all things through you and all things for you. And I want you to understand that no matter what the adversity is that comes into your life, no matter what trials, no matter what tribulation, no, no matter what circumstance, no matter what walls come before you, God is out for your best interest that he's not only looking to see you through, but he's looking to see you on the other side, that he has so much in store for you, but your obedience is required. Sometimes you don't feel like doing something, but your obedience is required. Sometimes you don't feel like getting out the bed and going to work, but your obedience is required. Sometimes it doesn't matter what may come upon your life, your obedience is required. And as I was just getting into the swing of starting Bible study here, I felt that on my heart that obedience is required. That that next level that you ought to go to your obedience is required. To repair that relationship, your obedience is required. To experience God's best and God's next, your obedience is required. And I just felt that heavy on my heart. And I just wanted to put that on you guys. And um, I pray that you would take that into your week and really just think about that. How much is my obedience required. So I want to know, we're jumping right into the swing of things. How is everybody doing? Like usual, put in the comment section below one word or one emoji to explain how you are feeling today. One word or one emoji. I know some people are driving because, you know, a lot of people like to drive and attend these Bible studies. I don't, I don't, I don't get it, but you know what? Y'all are faithful and I appreciate you guys. To all my people around the wheel, don't comment in the comment section, but just speak it into the air because I appreciate you guys for being here today. I'm telling you, God is gonna be doing some amazing things and I'm so excited to dive into God's word. Now, how many of you here today have been blessed by our series in the trenches? I've been so blessed. Put it in the comment section below if you've been blessed by this series. I believe God has really been giving us insight and direction and it's been taking us from glory to glory. I am so excited. And as you know, I'm wearing all camel today, okay? Shout out to the camel caps, detox brand, baby, love it. Got the camel shirt, why? Because we are going to war. Mm. 
I'm ready for it. Are y'all ready for this? We are going to battle. I've been feeling this for the, for the last couple of days, like, man, just warfare, warfare. There's a lot shaking up on the inside. And it wasn't until yesterday that God put warfare, a confirmation of warfare in my spirit, because we was on a whole nother transition for this Bible study. But I really, and I firmly believe that this is what God wants for us to dive into today. If this is your first time here, I just want to say welcome to our detoxified Bible studies. Uh, we try to dive into the word of God and just kind of grow and learn together so that we can increase in knowledge and wisdom and become better followers of Jesus Christ. Amen. So if y'all got your Bibles, we're going to dive into this word. We're going to dive into this word. Pull out your Bibles, pull out your notepads, pull out your tablets, your Google softwares, the Bing software, pull them all out because we're going to dive into 1 Samuel chapter 17. First channel, first Samuel chapter 17. Now, this is a very unique scripture. A lot of you are familiar with it. You just might not know the name or the title of it, but that's okay. We're diving into a story about David and Goliath. Perhaps another perspective. Because we know this story of David and Goliath. We think of David, who is a mighty man of God, right? David is somebody who we look after the scriptures call him a mighty man of valor, a man after God's own heart, someone who the Lord loved, right? And so David, as we know the scriptures, went into a space and he slayed Goliath. Today we're going to talk about a different perspective. We've been diving into our series in the trenches, and we've been playing on the concept that the trench is not really what we think it is, but that there is another dynamic. We have been changing the perspective on what the trenches are and what it means to be in the trenches. So we're gonna dive into 1 Samuel chapter 17. I'm gonna start reading from verse 19. I'll probably read to verse 21. I'm gonna paint a picture for you. Now let's read it together. 1 Samuel chapter 17, verse 19 to 21. It says, now Saul, who was the leader of the Israelites at this time, and they and all the men of Israel were in the valley of Elah, fighting with the Philistines. And David rose up early in the morning and left the sheep with a keeper and took and went as Jesse had commanded him and came to the trench. I'm reading in King James. It says, as the host was going forth to fight and shouted for the battle for Israel, and the Philistines had put the battle in array against the armies. I'm going to read in the English Standard Version one more time because I want to paint a picture. Verse 19, English Standard Version says, Now Saul and they all, now Saul and they and all the men of Israel were in the valley of Elah, fighting the Philistines. And David rose up early in the morning and left the sheep with a keeper and took the provisions and went as Jesse had commanded him to commanded him to and he came to the encampment or the trench as the host was going out in the battle line shouting the warfare cry and Israel and the Philistines drew up for battle army against army let's pray Father, we thank you, God, for another day, another opportunity to dive into your word. God, I pray that you would be with us in this conversation, that you would empower us, that you would uplift us, that you would strengthen us, that you would encourage us, that you would open our eyes to see things clearly and open our ears to receive your word. Father, we thank you, God, because we know that faith comes by hearing and by hearing the word of God. 
So I pray that every word that comes out of our mouth be filled with the Holy Spirit and filled with faith, that it would encourage those who are here today. Father, I thank you, God, for what you're doing in our lives. And we, we live with expectation in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen, y'all. So I want to tell you what's going on in this story. It's a very peculiar story. It's about David and Goliath. Now, what's going on is we have two particular groups of people. It's an army of people, a group or an army of people, right? We have the Philistines, which represents the enemy. And then we have the Israelites, which represents God's people. Mm. So we know that there is a battle that is about to happen between the Philistines versus the Israelites. You see, the Philistines, in this particular point of context, they had taken the higher ground. Now, where these two companies had come together, they came on a mountain-like place. The Bible says that one was on the left side and the other was on the right side. But when they came, they came and met each other on top of the mountain. When we read back from verse 1 all the way to verse 19, we'll see that there was two, two specific parties. There was the Philistines and there was the Israelites. Now, it's important to note that even though they were at battle, the Israelites were very, very scared. They were so afraid because the Philistines had one guy that they did not have. The Philistines had Goliath. Now, a lot of you are familiar with Goliath. The Bible says he was about seven, he's about um, uh, six, excuse me, seven to nine feet tall. He was somebody who was so strong, like picture Shaquille O'Neal plus two feet. This guy was so big and he was so tall that he would scare every single person that would come into his place. The Philistine gathered on the mountaintop and the Israelites had gathered in the valley of Elah. In 1 Samuel chapter 17 and verse 3, I'm going to read it here. It says, so the Philistines and the Israelites faced each other on the opposite hills. Mm, this is verse 3. It says, with the valley between them. Now tell me something, have you ever been between a trench and a low place? I mean, we've heard the analogy being between a rock and a hard place, but have you heard ever been into a place where you were between a trench and a low place? The Bible tells us that the people of God were between a trench and a low place. It says that the people of God came and they faced their enemy, but they had a valley between them. Mm. You see, often we, we spend time thinking about how David and Goliath went out and they fought, but we never really took time to think about where these groups of people were. So take note that the people of Israel gathered in the valley of Elah, and the Philistines gathered on the mountaintop. They were in a space where if they were to converge, that they would converge in a valley. But what I want to talk to you briefly is about the trenches. Have you ever seen that movie 1917? It came out this, uh, this year, 1917. If you've seen it, put it in the comment section. I thought it was a great movie. It was about the First World War, and it was specifically talking about two individuals, two private officials who were, they had an assignment to go into the valleys. They went into the valley where Goliath was, where the enemy was, where the opposition was. And as they came to the place where their camp was, their camp was stationed in something that we call a trench. 
Oh, this is good. Did you know that when the military comes together, the military would often excavate a space in the ground where they could come together and hide underground. It was in this place of hiding and hiding underground that some of the greatest military operations were ever made. Write this point down. The trench is preparation, but the valley is destination. It was inside the trench that they got all the insight, the wisdom, the knowledge, the tactics. It was inside that trench that they got the instructions to follow through to victory. In this particular movie, these two private officials went into their camp, which was stationed in a trench. And it was stationed in a trench because at that particular time when armies and military would come together, the safest place to be was underground. Mm. Some people think, oh, it's safer to be six feet above, but actually it's safer to be six feet below because when the enemy is shooting at you and the enemy is coming for you, they can't see you when you're six feet below. In fact, they can't hit you when they're six feet below. So safety is found in the trenches. Write that down. I can find my safety in the trenches. The reason this is so important is because as we're moving forward, it's imperative that you understand that while it's safe to be in a place for a season, that you're not supposed to stay in safety, but sometimes God calls you to come out of the place of safety. And so Jesus then, excuse me, the, I'm saying Jesus. So then these two individuals went into the place where their camp was and they spoke to their commander. They said, commander, why did you call us into, the, into your headquarters? And he told them, I have an assignment for you. And this particular assignment is going to require that you leave the safety of the place that you're in and go into enemy lines where the assignment is that I've called you to. Now, they were worried. If you watched the film, it was a great film. And they were so afraid because they knew that anything beyond the trench that they were in would mean that they are in danger. Now, how many of us can relate to this situation when I say sometimes it's comfortable to stay in the place that isn't working out for you? Mm. Sometimes it's easier for you to stay in the hole that you got into than it is for you to come out of the hole that you are now in. You see, the thing about the trenches, although it produces safety, if you're not careful, it will produce compromise. That trench will cause you to be so comfortable in the space that you're in, where you're not motivated to leave that space. But what God does is God comes into our lives and then he gives us assignment while we're in a hard place a trench-like experience. And he says, now that you feel uncomfortable, it's time for you to come out. Now we spent all this time talking about what is it like being in the trenches? What does it mean when you get stuck in the trenches? What is it like when life hits you and now you're in a hole and you didn't ask to be there? But what is it like when, 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 when now you're in danger, but you're called to be in there? These military officials were called to function in the trenches. In fact, it was recorded that wars lasted months, months and months and months. And the reason is because they would often spend time in safety so they could find their way to the enemy. In this, in this particular movie, they went in and as they ventured in, 
They went into their official's room and they got assignment. Write this down. You will often find assignment in the middle of adversity. It is in adversity that God becomes most evident, that his will for your life becomes more clear, that as you're in trouble and you're in hardship and you're like, man, I don't know what's next, assignment will find you. Sometimes when you're in a place of comfortability, the Holy Spirit will come in and he'll make you feel uncomfortable. Like you don't know which way to go. You don't know what to do, but you know what? At least I'm safe in here. You know, you know I, I, I didn't want to get into this hole, but you know what? Now that I'm here, I'm, I'm safe because the enemy can't see you when you're in the trenches, but they know you're out there. But the problem with the trench is this. Once you get in, the only way out is over. Mm. See, some people think that you can go into a trench and just go out the way you came. But even today, when you are in the military, the military won't even let you just leave because there is assignment that has to be done. And so in this particular movie, they got assignment from their official and their assignment was to go into enemy lines and deliver a word, deliver a message, the message that would change their whole situation, a message that would save their people. I'm gonna send you into a place that you're uncomfortable with because I have assignment for you to do. You see, the trenches is the place where although it becomes uncomfortable, we can often find purpose. And purpose is found in the trenches. And so we see that David, as we're talking in scripture, he was the son of Jesse who had three other boys and his three other boys happened to be in the military. They happened to be in the army. And as they were in the army, they served with the Israelites on the front line of battle. And so one day, Jesse, the father of David came to him and said, David, I have an assignment for you. Now this becomes clear because God will speak to us when we're most comfortable, when we don't feel like moving, when we don't feel like getting out, God will give us a word. I have something for you to do. Jesse told David, now go. I need you to go to the place where the battle is. I have some gifts for you. I want you to bring them to your brother. Now I know it's dangerous, but we want to get these to my children because I don't know if they're going to live again. So I have a very important mission for you. I need you to go into what seems dangerous. And so David, of course, with confidence and, and assurance, he said, of course, give it to me. And he went into the place now where the enemy was. And as the story has been painted, we see that there are the Philistines and there are the Israelites. And they're in two separate camps. The Israelites are in the trenches and the Philistines are on the mountains. The Bible says that as David began to go to the place where his brother and the Israelites were, that he stumbled upon their trench. He went into the trench and he handed off his items because he was eager to fulfill his purpose. The scriptures say that he went to the front of the lines. And as he came to the place where he was, the Israelites began to climb out. Now, this is important because as the Israelites became, began to climb out of the trench that they were in, their only direction was out 
and over. It was out and over. In order for them to come out of their trench-like experience, they had to come out, but they had to go over. Mm. Some of you don't want to come out. And you definitely don't want to go over. Because if you come out, you know that you're not concealed. If you go over, you know you're not protected. You, you're going into harm's way. But when God sends you out and over, he always sends you prepared and equipped. Scriptures say that David went to the front lines. And as they came, the Philistines and the Israelites, they stopped right in between. Where David came to the front and they saw Goliath. And Goliath, as he normally did, taunted the Israelites and said, is there not one of you that can come and challenge me? If you come and challenge me and you beat me, we will become your slaves. But if, if I beat him, you will become my slaves. And so the Israelites lived in fear. But look what happens when you have the boldness of Christ to step out of the place that you're in. The Bible says that David came out of the trenches in which the Israelites were to the front lines to confront the same commander. And he said, commander, why are we here? And he explained to him, we're at war to kill Goliath. And as the scriptures say, David turned to his leaders and said, I will take on the task. Write this down. Coming out of the trenches is always attached to boldness. Sometimes when you're stepping out of the space that God has you in, you might feel uncomfortable, but it's always attached to a spirit of boldness. And that same boldness is the same boldness of God. It's the same boldness of Christ. Sometimes we get ourselves into places that we don't want to be into. But in order to come out, it requires that we step in confidence and faith in God. So that as we're coming out of the space that we are in, we are not only stepping into, into harm's way, but we're also stepping into the confidence of God. When God calls you out of the place that you are in and you finally realize that your way out is over, it takes a level of boldness on the inside of you to commit to going over that line. Because going over that line not only means you're in harm's way, but it means that you're in a place where your faith is now tested. Every single person who crossed over the trench always stepped into a place of adversity, but they stepped into a place of boldness. It is through that type of experience that some of the greatest leaders and men of God are made. The scriptures go on to say that David then confronted his leader and he told him, well, I can take him. And of course, the leader's first response was, well, how can you do that because you're a boy? But what you don't realize is that when you spent time in the fields, and you spent time in the trenches, that when God pulls you out of something, he calls you to something else. So David standing there with boldness says, okay, well, I'm gonna go in, but wait, but wait, let me give you my armor. Let me give you, uh, um, let me give you a helmet. Let me give you um, a mail. Let me give you something to cover your body because you're just a boy and he will cut you down. And when he put it on, the Bible says that David, he was so heavy that he was so uncomfortable that he was so unwilling to move forward that he said, you know what, take this. I'm going to give, I'm going to use what I've always had. When God sends you in and God calls you out, 
and people will say, hey, you need this. Hey, you need this. Sometimes you got to stick to what you know God has given you and what you know is already in you. Because when God calls you out of your trench-like experience, he always calls you into something else and you always have what you need. God will never send you into battle without everything you need to win. And when God calls you out of your hole, out of your issue, out of your circumstance, he calls you out, but he always gives you what you need. And so David reached into his pockets and he collected his stones. He collected his slings. And of course, we read the scripture that he slayed Goliath. He flung that thing around and threw it right in his forehead and boom, the giant himself died. But what was so impactful and crazy about the story wasn't the fact that he killed Goliath, but that he was so willing to come out of the place that he was in and step into a place that was uncomfortable and not only lead, but lead by example. When God calls you out of your trench-like experience, when he calls you out of one thing into the next, he equips you with an amount of boldness and confidence that you need to run the race that you have. I'm telling you, when God calls you out, he always gives you what you need. There's never a time where God will say, okay, my daughter, all right, Tammy, all right, Aaliyah, all right, Chaz, Chantel, all right, Ashley, listen, you know what? I'm going to call you out of that place that you're in and I'm going to put you somewhere else, but I'm not going to give you what you need. God will always give you what you need. As I was reading the scriptures, it hit me hard when I realized that the Israelites had spent so much time in the trenches. The Bible says, as you read from verse 1 to verse 19, that they were in there for 40 days. <laughs> they were in a ditch for 40 days. They were so afraid of Goliath and the Israelites that they were not willing to come out of a place that made them safe and uncomfortable. What place are you in right now that is causing you to feel so safe that you're not willing to be uncomfortable? Stepping out of your trench-like experience requires that you become uncomfortable, but it also requires that you step into faith because faith is never comfortable. The building of faith is never comfortable, but it produces confidence and boldness and assurance in God. The scriptures say that when they finally made up in their mind to come out of the place, they were all ready to die. They did not think that they were going to win but they knew that they could not stay in their trench forever. And I'd say the same thing to you today. You may think that you may not be able to win or grow or come out of that place that you're in or win in confidence or win in a specific area or overcome adversity. But I want you to understand this. You can't stay in that place forever. I've never seen a storm last forever. And I've never seen a man survive in a ditch his whole life. But God will allow us to be in certain places of preparation so that he can prepare us to come out of. And what hit me so hard with this scripture was when I began to realize that not only were they in a trench for 40 days, but they came out of a trench and they went in to a valley. The Bible says that between the, the Philistines and the Israelites that they met at a valley. It was the Valley of Elah. And at that particular moment, when they came out of a trench and into a valley, I realized it. God will allow you to be in a trench just so that he could prepare you. And that your trench-like experience is preparation for the valley destination. Why is that? 
because you receive instruction in the trenches, but you receive assignment in the valley. Mm. Some of you are waiting for something to happen. You don't know where you're going to go next or how something is going to work out or which direction you should go or if you should even go at all. But I want you to understand this. The only way out is over. And the only way through is down. Sometimes you have to go down into your valley. You have to face adversity head on. And when you get to that place, you'll realize that you've had everything that you needed this whole time. God was preparing the Israelites for David. And they thought they were preparing to die. They did not even know that when they got to the front lines of death, that victory was on its way. The Bible says that David showed up as they were coming out of their trench-like experience, meaning they had no idea David was coming. And even if they knew, they did not care because to them, David was a boy. And sometimes the answer that you're looking for may not come in the form that you're looking at. You might be waiting for a pink box, but your answer comes in a black box. You might be waiting for a letter in the mail, but your answer comes in the form of a prayer. You might be waiting for somebody to come and lay hands, but your healing might be coming once you believe. Sometimes the thing that you're looking for is not going to come in the form that you're looking at or you're waiting for it to, to, to come and look a certain type of way and it's not gonna come to you the way that you want it to come. But sometimes it's gonna come in a way that's uncommon. Sometimes stepping out of your trench-like experience requires that you step out on faith knowing that God has your back, knowing that God will protect you, knowing that you have all that you need. And even if you fall short, God will send the answer. Scriptures say that as they came out, then the answer came, which leads me to believe that sometimes the answer won't come if you stay in a place that's comfortable. So the Israelites stayed in the trenches. They ate tuna, if they had tuna, and tofu, if, if they had tofu. Uh, I don't know what other kind of, kind of nasty foods that they could have you know, for 40 days, but they were on rations, put it like that. They probably ran out of food, was like, you know what? We're at the end of our ropes. And if we retreat, they'll kill us. If we run, they'll kill us. It's safer to be in here, but now we have to go out. What would happen if God says, now it's time for you to come out? What does it look like for you to step out of the place that you're comfortable in? What does it look like for you to step out by faith, knowing that if you step out, there's a possibility that it could go wrong? What would it look like for you to come out of the place that makes you feel safe and step into a place that makes you feel vulnerable? What would happen if you trusted God in the process? I believe like David, God is raising up men and women in the fields, raising up different individuals to step into a place where they can help others. You see, the thing that was most powerful to me about this scripture, about this passage, was that the people of God, the Israelites, the Christian army was in the trenches. The body was in the trenches and their answer never even came from amongst them. Mm. 
this leads me to believe that even though David himself wasn't in the trenches, but his people was, that David became an answer for someone else who has been in the trenches for a very long time. I believe that God is raising up men and women of God to not only come out of the place that they're in, but to come out of the place that they're in so that they can help someone else come out of the place that they are in. There was somebody's victory that is connected to your obedience. And if you're not willing to come out of that place of insecurity, if you're not willing to come out of that place of lack of confidence, if you're not willing to come out of that place of, of lack of assurance, that place that makes you feel less than, if you're not willing to come out of that place that makes you feel like you're not good enough, that place that makes you feel like you're inadequate, that place that makes you feel like you're not a child of God, that you are not beautiful, that you are not wonderfully made, if you're not willing to come out of that place that you are in, somebody will not be able to experience the victory that they have been waiting for their whole life. I've come to realize that just because I might not be in the trenches today, it does not mean that my neighbor is not in the trenches right now. Mm. Life was not meant for us to live on our own. It was not meant for us to thrive and other people die. Our brothers and sisters are getting killed across the world. We were not meant to sit by and watch it happen, but we were meant to come out of a place that's uncomfortable, of comfortability, and step into a place that is uncomfortable, to use our voice, to use our hands, to use our faith, to use our actions, to step out and say, God, what have you given me to use? Because those stones that were in David's pocket and that sling that was in his hand was not something he found in the trenches, but it was something that he found in his daily walk in life. Everywhere he went, he carried a slingshot. Everywhere he went, he carried smooth and rock stone. Everywhere he went, he got something in his pocket. There was something that you are carrying that you have been carrying your whole life, that God has been grooming you, that God has been molding you. He's been using you to do certain things. There's something he has given you that is the key to someone else's victory. It's the key to someone else's deliverance. David got to the front lines in obedience and he spoke to the captain of the army. He said, listen, I've been wrestling against bears. I've been fighting against tigers. I've been killing all kinds of animals that came my way. And the beautiful thing behind it is that naturally a man cannot kill these types of animals. But what David was saying in this moment was not that I killed them, but there was something inside of me that's even greater than myself that has given me the authority and the power to kill these animals that was with me then and it is with me right now. God is with you. He has been with you and he will be with you. God was with you in the trenches. He was with you when he called you out and over. And he is with you when he calls you into somebody else's struggle and adversity. God has been with you in the whole process and he's, he will be with you in the victories to come. He has given you everything that you need and everything that you need has been with you in your process. And now it's time to take that process and help someone else come out of the place that they are in. This series about being in the trenches, although it was 
originally designed to help you redefine your trench-like experience, what you're really doing is you're redefining everyone's trench-like experience. Because if you can come out of the place that you are in, if you can come out of your situation, if you can come out of your struggle, if you can come out of your hole, your valley, your trench, your ditch, if you could come out of the place that you were in, that means that someone else can use your adversity to their advantage. Victory in Jesus is not for you alone, but it's for every person that is in the lineage of who you are. Some of you have people coming behind you that you can't see. Just like some of you are moving forward and you don't realize you're behind someone else. God has given you an intuition known as the Holy Spirit who leads you and guides you based on your situation. He takes you through and he takes you out. He doesn't leave you in a storm to die, but he shows you if you're here today and you're in this Bible study, this is evidence that God has taken you out of something. Mm. And when you thought that you wouldn't get through, this is evidence that you made it. This is evidence that you made it out of some type of valley-like experience, some type of trench, some type of adversity whereby you can say, now I can help somebody else. Well, I want to encourage you guys today to look at perspective, the perspective of the trenches differently. It's hard when you're in it. But when you come out, it doesn't mean that you shouldn't help somebody else. You see, God takes you out specifically to help someone else who is now in the place that you were in. As David comes to the front lines, and the people of God came out of the place that they've been in for so long, David not only brought clarity, confidence, assurance, and faith, but he brought the answer that they had been waiting for for the past 40 days. Mm. His obedience to his father to go and seek out his brother presented an opportunity where God said, I want to use you. And he was used by God because of his obedience in the season that he was in. I want everyone to know before we bring this to a close that you might be in the trenches right now, or you might be out of the trenches. Either where you are, either place that you're in, you have purpose and you have assignment. The two men's purpose as they went into the camp was to go out of the trench into enemies' ways to save lives. Another person's might be to come out of the trench to save a family member. You might have to come out of your trench to help someone who's in need. You might have to come out of the trench to bring someone to Jesus. But God will always take you out to do something. He'll never take you out just because. And if you made it out, then your responsibility is to go back in. Because it is in the trenches that you find others who need help coming out, that you find others who have struggled to make it through. We go in to come out and we come out to go in. You see, the trenches was never meant to be something that hinders us and handicaps us, but the trenches was originally meant to give us safety and confidence, to bring us to a place to where we could say, you know what, I have the boldness. Yes, we can do this. Yes, the Lord is on our side. 
that God has given us every weapon, that the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but they're mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds, that God has given you everything that you need to come out and to overcome. So I'm praying that as we go over, that we are overcoming in Jesus' name, that as we are coming out of our trench-like experience, that God has given us an experience for someone else, that as we're coming out, that God will send us in and that this cycle of in and out will produce for us. It'll give us fresh wind, fresh insight, fresh understanding. It will build our faith. It'll build our faith for us, faith for someone else, faith for our brother, faith for our sister, faith for our family, so that as they come out, that we can be their answer, that as they come out, that we can be their solution, that as they come out, we can be that portion that brings them deeper into their victory. Some people will not experience victory until you experience obedience. The question that I have for you tonight is will you allow your obedience to be someone else's victory or will you allow your breakthrough to be the thing that holds you down? There are people that are not willing to ever come out of the trenches. It's been historically proven through time that there are many people who just don't have the bravery, the stamina, the I can do it enough to step outside of the trenches. Mm. It always took someone coming in to help them get out. And I want everybody to close your eyes. If you're here, close your eyes. I want you to picture that there is an army of people, hundreds of people, thousands of people, hundreds of thousands of people who are connected to your obedience. Mm. That they're so deep in the trenches that they just, they, they lack the confidence to step out by faith. That just picture hundreds of thousands of lives, of souls that are waiting for you to come back to the place that God brought you out of. Mm. And I want you to picture yourself running to the front lines, not because you are brave in yourself, but because you're brave through faith, that God has given you a spirit of boldness to stand up against any giant in your life, every obstacle in front of you, every piece of adversity that confronts you and say that I, I'm a child of God and greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. Not even you can stand because if God be for me, then who can be against me? Think of a hundred thousand people that are waiting on your obedience. The question then becomes, will you go back for them? Will you be obedient if God says go? Or will you stay in the place that God delivered you from? And to any of you who feel like you're still in that trench, you're still in that trench-like experience, I want to pray for you because I believe that God is going to give you not only the clarity, but the bravery, the strength in faith to not only come out, to not only go over, but to overcome, to be victorious to use your experience as a testimony so that others behind you can overcome. It has been proven that every single military operational soldier who came out of the trench, that they encouraged the brother coming behind them because they saw their brother going out before them. That there is a level of confidence that comes when I see my brothers and sisters stepping out by faith. Just picture yourself stepping over 
your situation and out into the fields. You see people behind you coming, they're encouraged, they're uplifted, they feel God because they see you running. Paul said it best, imitate me as I imitate the one who sent me. I wanna pray for you. Father, I thank you, God, for each person in here today. I thank you, Lord, for the vision that you've given them to see over, to see through their situation and to see into the valley. Father, I thank you, God, for calling them out of their trench-like experience into a valley-like adversity. I thank you, Father, for bringing them in and for taking them out. I thank you, God, for taking them out and for sending them back in. I thank you, Father, because we understand that although we go in, we are not fearful, but we are fearfully and wonderfully made, handcrafted in the image of God, that we have the authority of believers, that God has given us the power to overcome, that he's given us the power to tread over snakes and scorpions and nothing by any means shall hurt us. Father, we thank you for the strength that you placed on the inside of us. And God, I just pray for those who have that strength in them that they don't realize it. God, bring it to the surface. Bring it six feet above so that they can then step six feet over by faith in Jesus' name. I thank you, Father, for what you've done in us and what you've done through us. And Father, I pray that you would continue to do and have your way in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. I'm just going to pray quickly for any person in here who does not have a relationship with Jesus. I want to give you that opportunity. I would like for you to take this moment and imagine yourself being drafted into the image, into the military of Christ Jesus, that you would then become a soldier in God when you accept Jesus. I want you to picture yourself standing before him. And he says to you, my son, my daughter, I've called you out of darkness into my marvelous light. And my marvelous light may not look the way you think it should look, but I've called you into purpose and assignment. That I've taken you out of the situation that you're in to bring you over into a different life. But now that I'm calling you to come over, I'm calling you to go back into, I wanna pray for you. Father, we thank you, God, for what you're doing in their lives right now. I pray, God, that you would strengthen that person who is going through adversity beyond what they can understand. Holy Spirit, I pray that you would be with them in season and out of season, that you would give them all that they need, that you would show them that they have what they need. And Father, I pray that you would present an opportunity right here in this moment. And if that is you, I want you to just confess these words that, Father, I want to give my life to you. And if that's you, I want you to repeat these words. Lord, I give my life to you. I give you my soul, I give you my mind, I give you my body and my spirit. I realize, God, that I'm a sinner and that there is nothing more important than serving your kingdom. I pray, Father, that you would come in me as my Lord, as my savior, as my captain, as my general, that you would build me up to become the person that I am called to be. Father, come into my life, save me, renew me, restore me. In Jesus' mighty name, amen.
Hey family, thank you so much for taking the time to listen to this message. We pray that it was a blessing to you. If you have any questions, comments, testimonies, or prayer requests, we would love to hear from you. Send us a message to the Detox Movement on all social platforms. And be sure to get your official Detox brand merch at thedetoxbrand.com. And above all things, family, remember that you are loved, you are blessed, you are beautiful, and most importantly, you are detoxified by God's amazing grace. And until next week, family, God bless you.